Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Hello, everybody, as we get on our final Facebook group and joining us. Uh, I'm Jonathan Kronenberg filling in for Chad Jensen. Joining me today is Zach Kelberman. Zach, how are you doing? Doing pretty well, John. Excited to start a new week of podcasting. We got some Broncos NFL draft quarterback rumors and news because don't we always, like I said yesterday, every single show and podcast always devolves to the quarterback. But I'm excited tonight, another night where you're filling in for Chad Jensen, who's enjoying his beautiful vacation right now. I, I know he's watching, so uh, we appreciate you, Chad. But how you doing tonight, John? I'm doing well. Very excited to be on again, be able to speak to on a different topic and really kind of expand what I've been uh, talking about in terms of quarterbacks and uh, the draft as well. So very excited to get going. I know we had some supers that we did unfortunately miss yesterday with some jumps. Uh, So I want to get to those first uh, before we get started. Um, So let's bring on Drew here. Uh, He was saying uh, uh, with a donation of 20. Thank you so much, Drew. Uh, You really were supportive yesterday as well. Um, John on camera, it's a special day. Any truth to these rumors, uh, Darnold rumors, I really don't want him. And I'll let you take this one first. Well, it was a special day, and it is a special day uh, today also, John, having you on camera with me, putting a face to the name, a face to the beast, so to say. I, I don't know if it's a rumor so much as it's just one man's opinion, and that one man happens to be, you know, Daniel Jeremiah. So that one man holds quite a bit of weight in his opinion, but he's suggesting the Broncos send a non-first round pick to Sam for Sam Darnold, and he's entitled to that belief. He's entitled to that opinion, but I wouldn't categorize it as something the Broncos are considering internally right now. I don't think George Payton's in his office in Dove Valley right now going like this and hemming and hawing over Sam Darnold. He has other things to do. We'll talk about he's going to be at a pro day of a certain quarterback tomorrow. So I don't think Sam Darnold right now is on his mind, Drew. So I would tend to believe that Jeremiah, he could have been hearing something. He's as plugged in as they come around the NFL. But for now, it's all hearsay. Yeah, and uh, let's get in someone else. We got uh, Christian uh, Garras. Uh, what's up, guys? Just showing some love. State of being. Appreciate yeah, you, Christian. We really appreciate appreciate that, Christian. Uh, let us know where you're from. Are you from Colorado? Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you've told it to a few guys, but you know, be, me being a little new on the camera side, I've uh, kind of forgot. So forgive me on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, just showing some love, and I really do appreciate it. And, and Christian, we appreciate your support. If you have a question tonight, please feel free. If you're watching tonight, this is from last night. So if you have a question yeah. tonight, please feel free to drop it in, and we will promise to. Get to it or try our damnedest to get to it. 
perfect. And next we got Muhammad coming up here as well. He's uh, saying with a $5 super, uh, so generous, every single pod. Yes. Uh, that's what makes him a superstar. He's consistent, always asking questions, also on Twitter. It, it makes a difference. Uh, it really does. And uh, Muhammad is saying, oh, my oh my God, the dragon and the beast, this is going to be epic. It, it felt pretty epic last night, at least from my end. Not sure about your guys' end, uh, but it really was epic for me, and I really did enjoy it. Uh, what's epic is uh, Mo's gifts that he sends out before every KK, every podcast. He has something for Kim and I. He has something for Chad and I. He's the king of nicknames, and he's also the resident male model of the Huddle Up podcast. Yes. So, you, Mo, you know we appreciate you. Your support is unrivaled, and uh, we love you, man. Thank you. And, of course, the Super Sticker King. Right. Exactly. We got Jake King, speaking of, uh, with a nine ninety nine Super. Uh, who Thank would you, you like to open the season against? It's a good question. We don't get many schedule questions because, as no. we know, it's going to a 17-game season. More than likely, they're going to vote on that uh, next month. The schedule will come out, you know, late April, early May. It's usually a divisional game or it's some random game. I, I would like, I, I guess, I haven't really checked the Broncos' 2021 opponents anytime soon, so it's not on the top of my mind, but... I think I would like the Raiders. I, it left a really sour taste in my mouth. Uh, the finale of last season, a game the Broncos really should have won, a game that Drew Locke probably played his best in in a Broncos uniform. I want to see them again because I feel like with their battered offensive line and the questionable personnel moves they made this offseason, if the Broncos click on all cylinders out of the gates, they can blow away the Raiders this season. So I'm taking Las Vegas. L- Las Vegas sounds like a great option to me. You, again, like you're saying, you're you're finishing uh you're starting what you as you finished uh last season however i just want to start off with a nice game i want an easy opponent someone to get the confidence going so i'm looking for someone outside the division someone where you can just kind of beat up on uh so looking for a rookie quarterback essentially uh and we'll see when i haven't looked at the schedule really too much in in depth either so uh, i'd have to take a look at that but when we do uh i'll reach out to you again uh jake king and we'll uh find that for you and rest assured, Jake, when the schedule does come out, uh, we will have a whole big extravaganza. We'll have a whole special show dedicated mm-hmm. to breaking down the schedule and giving our predictions. So uh, next month when that's when that comes out or whenever it comes out in early May, be sure to uh, stay tuned for that. And we got BG, Brian Greenfield, coming in with $10. Is anyone going to this year's draft or is anyone even allowed to go? Yes. Uh, yeah, so people are allowed to go. Uh, if you're a little bit closer to the stage, you have to have shots, uh, vaccines, right. um, within a certain vicinity of the commissioner. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's going to be held in Cleveland, and uh, fans are allowed to go with some restrictions. I would have loved to go, honestly, but besides right. the restrictions, it, it just kind of makes it a little bit uh, impossible for at least me or other people at this time. Yeah, and besides being in Cleveland as well, that's also kind of a, a you know a deal breaker for me anyway. Yeah. But you know, yep. it's, it's unfortunate, John, because not only were was the Huddle Up podcast planning a draft meetup last year in Las Vegas, it seems so cool to me the way they had the uh, the setup for the stage. It was literally on a boat or whatever. It was mm-hmm. uh, remember that the whole uh, the idea for the draft picks that was so cool to me. But yeah, it's in Cleveland this year. Uh, Goodell is going to be there. He'll be booed as usual in person, and they're going to have real you know uh, announcements real picks being announced live nothing virtual no belichick's dog sleeping you know on the zoom camera it's going to be legit and i'm looking forward to that and a return to normalcy this year in the nfl definitely uh let me pull up 
right here. We got Burn, the guitarist. Um, hey, John, glad to see you, man. Just sending some love. And I, I really appreciate that, obviously, being able to see you uh, or you to see me get a get a face to the name uh, really makes a difference. So I uh, really do appreciate you sending the love out there. And, and again, I appreciate it. John, I don't know who has a bigger fan base. You or Brett Rippin. It's uh, it's quite the it's quite the contest. <laughs> I think uh, Brett Rippin's got me beat by a good chunk, but I, think I don't if know. People were to get to know me, I might surpass Brett Rippin. I don't know. We take a roll call get to know right me. now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying the Beast is uh, has quite the following. So salute. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, those were the supers from yesterday that we unfortunately missed. Perfect. So now we're going to go into the other matters of business. Let me just get a few things off the board here. Uh, this is the Huddle Up podcast. You can find me at John K M H H. Uh, my partner here is Zach Kelberman. You can find him at Kelberman NFL. Uh, also, give us a follow at uh, Huddle Up Pod uh, for this podcast's uh, own Twitter account, and follow the mothership at Mile High Huddle on Twitter as well. Uh, if you have the time, uh, go on over to our store at huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. As also, go ahead to, go ahead and head on over to facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. Uh, click on the blue button. You, be, you can become a supporter. You'll get uh, different, uh, different things going for you, like uh, Kelberman's Corner on Sundays, uh, Trickle Zone on Saturdays. So those are two different shows that you can only get access through Twitter or through Facebook. Um, and finally, the, the litmus test for us, just go ahead and subscribe, like, and share. It's the simplest thing you can do, and it really does make a difference. So thank you, everyone who goes ahead and does that. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. All right, Zach, you want to lead us off and get us going? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if we should take some of the supers at the top before we lose them, and then we'll get into our main story, as long as you don't Perfect. lose the supers that we had. Yes. Um, so, John, so let's get to John uh, Huston first, or Houston. Uh, what's up? Seeing buzz on Darnold. What's his value? A fourth? His price is going down. Uh, teams getting their QBs, and he's a one-year rental, uh, one-year rental last-year contract. You know what? The Jets, at this point, they're not getting a first-round pick, and they might not even get a second-round pick for Sam Darnold. I read something, uh, I, I can't remember where, it was earlier today, that even suggested a a, a, a conditional fourth-round pick 
for Darnold services. And I, I still wouldn't do it because I just think he's too damaged a quarterback and he needs to be in a thriving uh, offense. He needs to go to rehab in the NFL. And Pat Shermer is not rehab. Pat Shermer would be toxic for someone like Sam Darnold. So he could be probably had for a third and maybe even a conditional fourth. But uh, his, his asking price is going down because other teams are starting to make moves, whether it's acquiring someone off the open market, making a trade, or moving up in the draft, as you saw. The Niners were a legitical, legitical, a legitimate and logical, mix the words there, landing spot for Sam Darnold, and they moved up to number three, likely for Trey Lance or Mac Jones. So the longer the Jets wait, the lower the price they're going to get back on Sam Darnold, yet I still wouldn't take him, though. That's just my opinion. Yeah, when it comes to Sam Darnold at this point, it feels like they're at the Jets have gone down from starting at a first, really strong, saying we're only taking a first for him, and then take you know slowly going weaning themselves back to a second, to a third. Now it sounds like conditional fourth with the opportunity to go up to a third if a, if Sam Darnold's able to hit certain performance indicators. The real, the only thing I see a value for Donald Darnold is that he has a fifth year option if traded. That's the only pro to getting him versus waiting for him to be released having him or signing someone else on free agency uh he doesn't separate himself enough for a conditional pick in my opinion at this time the thing is though to pick up the fifth year option he'd have to be worthy of that being exercised meaning you'd have to see him in action he'd have to be playing and if you acquire him tomorrow let's say there's no guarantee he's going to be starting this year it might be Locke's job regardless Locke might beat him out in a competition so it would be just a one-year expensive rental expensive relatively so for the Broncos when they already have a Sam Darnold on the roster we talked about this yesterday John it's a comparable quarterback a young still ascending still progressing quarterback who can make brilliant plays and make head-scratching plays often on the same drive. I'd rather the Broncos invest and keep building in the quarterback they already have on the roster than exploring out-of-house options. I'll say it again. Eat what's on your plate first before asking for seconds. I'm with you there. I think that there's so many options for the for the Broncos to look towards uh, other than Sam Darnold within within the draft. At, at this point, all the 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 chips, you know, for quarterbacks, for free agency, you're looking at Alex Smith. You're looking for trading for Minshew. There's really only a few options yeah. left at this point. Uh, so if you didn't make your move early at this point, you're sticking to your guns and looking for second wave of free agency or actual in the draft. And I, I don't see the Broncos really making a move either. So it could be, honestly, uh, I, I won't think it's Driscoll again, but it could be ripping. It could just be the two of them running it back. And we will find out in about a month's time. Exactly one month from tonight will be the first round of the NFL draft, and we will know whether the Broncos move up for a quarterback or acquire a veteran. We will have much uh, more clarity uh, a month from now. So I'm excited as we go along to finally rid ourselves, John, of this topic because we've been talked out for months now. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's been it's been a lot when it comes to the quarterbacks. And we got Mohamed Badri in the house um, going with the beast and the dragon in the house. Oh, perfect. Uh, you know, Mohamed, again, appreciate all your kindness. It's It's been it means everything to us. Yes. And I saw your uh, gif on Twitter, Mo, a few minutes ago. You're always so quick to the draw and you always have the best gif uh, for the occasion. So we appreciate you. You really, truly are a valued member of this community. So thank you again. And we got Fat Cats in here with a $10 donation. Um, the Dragon and Beast Show. I may be alone here, but I'm I'm out on Darnold and Alex Smith train. Uh, suddenly, Trubisky is sounding like a better uh, better left out 
uh, sorry, sounding like the best option left out there. Curious for your thoughts, fellas. We talked about this yesterday. He's gone, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. We we at this point we would take him, wouldn't you? At two point five, we I think we've agreed that. Yeah, I mean, that's a steal for Buffalo. And Fat Cats, I hate to inform you that the Bills did sign Trubisky, but the Broncos, you might have been getting your information kind of confused here. The Broncos reportedly, I had the story uh, yesterday, they showed interest in uh, in Trubisky before the Bills swooped in. So we never really know how far that went, if at all. But the Broncos reportedly loosely were interested in Trubisky. And, you know, compared to some of the other quarterbacks out there, for $2.25 million, whatever he got for one year, I mean, you could do a lot worse as a backup for that yeah. price. That's definitely comparable to uh, Driscoll. So if you, it's just a, yes. uh, and a monster upgrade. That's a good point. Monster yes. upgrade. Just going to say hello to a few people. Ernie Mays. How are you doing? We got uh, Willie in the house again. Um, we got Big E just saying hello. Spicy Mike. Just want to say hello to you guys. Uh, you guys uh, mean the world to us. So um, we have AJ Z- uh, Zillinger coming in here with a super chat. Uh, four ninety nine. Zach, what you, is your dream draft uh, and the rest of the off season? Uh, first few picks, maybe, uh, and your starting Ooh. backup quarterback week one. Ooh, that's a really, really good question. Might have to make this a KK John for uh, a couple weeks from now. That's a good idea. My dream draft. Listen, I don't really. I have certain players I would like and certain players I prefer, obviously, but I just want the Broncos to attend to their biggest needs on the roster. And they don't have many left, John, after the offseason they had so far, but I want a dynamic inside linebacker. I want a safety that's going to spell Kareem Jackson long-term. Um, I want some cornerback depth, and I want an offensive tackle that can spell Juwan James, either short-term or long-term or both. Would I love Micah Parsons at nine? Sure. If Trey Lance did fall to number nine, would I think long and hard about it? Sure. But I just want the Broncos to fill in the logical holes that exist. I don't want any surprise picks. I don't want an edge rusher in round one when they just brought back Von Miller and have Bradley Chubb. Get your dynamic uh, players taken care of, meaning inside linebacker safety. Make that defense a top three unit. Add some sprinkles on top on offense. Maybe a game-breaking running back because you don't have one anymore when you let Philip Lindsay go. Get a right tackle. That would be my dream draft. However mm-hmm. George Payton wants to construct it, um, I would be happy with that. My starting quarterback, my choice um, would be Drew Locke for right now. If Trey Lance was the pick, obviously I'd be on the Trey Lance train. If it's Mac Jones, uh, God help the Broncos, I'd still be on the Mac Jones train. Whoever it will be this year, I will support. But right now, I want the Broncos or prefer the Broncos and George Payton to run it back with Locke one more time. I know it's unpopular. We've beaten this horse so much that it's dismembered, John. But I just want Locke to come back for one season unfettered. He can have an Alex Smith. He can have Brett Rippon, Kellen Mond, Trask. I don't care who his backup is or who the competition is. I just want him to get an opportunity to start. Nothing grandfathered, nothing, you know, given to him, all earned. I just, that's my preference is running it back with Locke one more year with this skilled players around him and this defense and this coaching staff uh, that's a p- potential playoff team, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of your takes there. I really do want that safety that you were talking about. And I think that there's a lot to be had going further. I think this team can continue to develop. Hopefully, we'll also get some more guys re-upped uh, from internally. I still think that's a, a possibility as well. Um, got Jay King coming in here uh, again with a 499. Who would you all uh, like to open? What was that? Oh, did it, I get that out? Yeah, we took that. 
we'll go ahead and get Michaela says, hi, fellas. Just wanted to show some love. Thank you so much. Beauty and the Beast. LOL. <laughs> so I'm so sorry that you're, you know, I'm beauty, obviously. I'll uh, be I'm the beast. It's okay. You'll, you'll be the, okay. The, the beat up one. I think she's the, beat up one. the, the okay. beauty and the well, beat. Yeah. yeah. Got some, getting some bags, getting a little older. <laughs> Thank you, Michaela, though. Thank you so appreciate much, Michaela. Really do appreciate it. Yes. Uh, we got Hayden Lee Presley coming in here. Would you rather draft? Uh, would you rather trade back and draft uh, safety or draft a cornerback at nine? Good question. Um, you know, I just there's not as many safeties to me that have first round grades as there are cornerbacks. So I think ideally I would want the Broncos if they don't take a quarterback at number nine if they want to move back, let them move back to fourteen, fifteen. Maybe grab Sertan, maybe grab J.C. Horn, maybe even if Greg Newsom rises up the draft boards, uh, they can trade back and grab him. I don't have any safeties that I would burn a top ten pick on in this draft class. I know it's a top heavy group of safeties, but they brought back Kareem Jackson. They're very high on Trey Marshall. Obviously, they locked down Simmons. It's not a round one need in my opinion my ultimate preference though if they don't go corner at number nine I don't think it's gonna be Caleb Farley it might be Sertan it might be Parsons at linebacker but if they move back a few picks and still get a cornerback it's a position of need grab another draft pick I'd be all for that yeah I agree with you there uh, when it comes to cornerback we have two uh, corners that are on one-year deals essentially we got Callahan on his final year of his deal and Fuller only signed a one-year deal so cornerback right. is a need uh, top talent is a need for Fangio system so of course you can take someone at nine uh, if you find there's someone there uh, for cornerback for safety there's going to be someone uh, at the back end beginning of the fir- beginning of the second that's kind of where it's at I really don't feel very strongly about this uh, class. Uh, personally, I really like uh, from Pittsburgh, I believe his name is Hamlin. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I haven't been really impressed with this safety class. Uh, and for other things, you know, I'd rather do a trade back and, uh, you know, draft an offensive lineman Ooh. Or, or stay where I'm at and take Slater. Ooh. And then even, challenge. Even take. No, and, and then you you don't, you know, here's the thing. We're challenging Drew Locke at his position, right? Everyone wants competition. We want competition for Locke. He, he can't have it easy. We're not going to do the same for James then. We can't do that. So let's get someone who, who likes Slater, who can come in, be competition with James immediately. And if he earns the right to play, you go ahead and put him, start him. And you have a great backup in James who hopefully won't be a cancer. Uh, but at the same time, you know, let them have that competition. And if he doesn't work, have him also do some work with, with the guards in case down the line, you know, you have to let Reisner go just because he, you know, develops, maybe he develops further or maybe he doesn't develop the way you like. Uh, so Slater gives you a, a lot of different options, which I like. And for my money, that's the OT1 or the OL1 in this draft class above Penny Sewell because, like you mentioned, the versatility. He can play guard. He can play tackle. And listen, we talked about Dalton Reisner, also Graham Glasgow. This is a make-or-break season for Graham after signing a $44 million contract. He makes $11 million a year, and he was, I hate to say, a little below average. I know he was hurt last year, but they might want to look move on from him as well. They have Muti, but he's also still developing. He's still young. He's still growing. He's still very much underripe. He's also a red flag and injury risk. So I would, if Slater is the pick, it would cause palpitations among Broncos country. They would be pulling their hair out because they want a quarterback or a cornerback. It could be worse, though, if they did take Slater in number nine or, again, in a trade back. Because, like you mentioned, you can fill two spots at once while also protecting yourself against the biggest risk on this roster. And the biggest risk is not named Drew Locke. His name is Juwan James. 
This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Last spring, you chose hardworking seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed perform on your acre. Because you can't fake performance. And bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. Visit nkseeds.com slash harvest. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And we got Dave from Georgia coming in uh, with a $10 donation. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Yeah, appreciate it. He says, hey, Zach. Hey, John. Uh, who's going to absolutely ball out and who and who's who is your early prediction for the Broncos uh, pay barring well, any player of the year? I think. Oh, OK. Player of the year um, barring any ridiculous uh, injury rash. Uh, hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag state of being. That's a good question. I feel like it's the same kind of uh, it's the same person, though, because whoever absolutely balls out is going to be probably the player of the year. This is I'm not I'm not going to take the easy route and say Cortland Sutton or Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. I'm going to say Draymond Jones. I Mm -hmm. see a legitimate Pro Bowl season right off the bat in the same way Shelby Harris flourished, in the same way Derek Wolf flourished, and Malik Jackson, because you have the superhero coaching them in Bill Collar. Draymond, he grew immensely last season. You saw it in his play, and given a full uh, slate of starting reps this season, playing opposite Shelby Harris, next to Mike Purcell, with Vaughn and Chubb, and hopefully maybe Micah Parsons, with that secondary, Draymond will have at least a 10-sack Pro Bowl season, you can mark it down right now. Very high on that, man. Yeah, you have to be high on Jones. He, you know, besides him getting injured in his knee last year and being on uh, IR partially for uh, four weeks, he came back. He was strong. He was he was going. So he's definitely someone that you can look towards and uh, say, yeah, that that's someone who I I've heard a lot of people say they're very excited about. I haven't heard them come to your level where they're saying, Hey, he's going to take that next level step and become that player of the year for the Broncos. Let him hate Uh, baby. Let him hate for me. um, I'm going to go similar in in a similar fashion. I'm going to go with Mike Purcell. He's going to shine, but here's the reason the Broncos are going to have 
they were at what about 160 yards over uh, yards allowed after Purcell left and was injured with that Liz Frank injury. I think we're going to go back to the Broncos where you're seeing about 110 yards average per game. He's going to make a huge difference in that running game, setting up that uh, those plays for the pass rushers for for Miller for Chubb to just tee off get the quarterback and the quarterback's going to have to react fast throwing interceptions more than likely right. so it's except to me, to Ronald Darby who doesn't get picked <laughs> yes but so that's what I see it as I see it as he's going to benefit everyone else so much that he's the player of the year even if his statistics will not show that I have great point, John, but I have one guy on offense that's a super dark horse as well, and his name is Jerry Judy. And you know, Cortland Sutton's the easy choice here, but listen, if Judy fixes those drop issues, and he showed in the last game of the year, he had that long, I can't remember, it was, what was it, 77 yards, 80 yards, that long, long touchdown. That was a sign, a glimpse of what's to come. And if he gets solid quarterback play and solid coaching this year, again, with the weapons around him and Cortland Sutton coming back, Judy could have a 1,000-yard season if that offense takes the next step. 92 yards. I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. That's even better. 92-yard touchdown. It's wanted to get get a little bit more uh, into what we were going to discuss. And Trevor brings it up perfectly. Uh, I saw from SI that the Broncos, uh, Peyton uh, and staff are meeting with Mac Jones via Zoom. And yes, that is true. Appreciate you reading the content, Trevor. Yeah, we have this week. It's actually a good segue right now, John, to get to our, our main topic of the evening today. And that is the pro days for the quarterbacks. That's Justin Fields out of Ohio State and Mac Jones out of Alabama. Both are being held on the same day tomorrow. And the Broncos GM George Payton is only going to one. And that's not Mac Jones. That's Fields. He will be there in person. What this means, obviously, this is another quarterback that uh, George Payton scouted in person. He saw Trey Lance. He saw Zach Wilson. He'll see Justin Fields. This also means for the second time this offseason, he will not see Mac Jones in person. They had two pro days, Alabama. And George Payton was absent from both of them. The first one was because they were locking down the Kyle Fuller signing. Okay, fine. He sent Brian Stark to that, the director of college scouting for Denver. But the second one here, by all accounts, Mac Jones is going to be probably more attainable than Justin Fields, and you're not going to be there. So it says to me real quick, John, because, again, for anyone who's tuning in right now, uh, George Payton, the Broncos GM, pro days are tomorrow. He will be at Justin Fields. He will not be at Mac Jones's. And I'm just... This is all spitballing on my part. This is I'm reading into this one maneuver, okay? Because you said yesterday sometimes the Broncos' inactions are as uh, impactful as their actions. It says to me that either George Payton doesn't believe that Mac Jones is going to fall to number nine because there's that rumor somehow the Niners moved up to three to get Mac Jones and not Trey Lance. I still find that very hard to believe. Either he doesn't feel like Mac Jones will be there at nine, he has no interest in trading up for him or any other quarterback, or he has no interest in drafting him at all. Because if you had any interest, and I don't think this is a smokescreen, you would want your new rookie GM who lives to scout. That's his bread and butter. You think he would have eyes on Mac Jones. One of those times, how often do quarterbacks or players have two pro days in an offseason? Two pro days, zero George Payton eyeballs. So I tend to think that something there's something to that with Mac Jones where he's not as interested. Conversely, though, I'm, I can't also say that he's going to take Fields because he was at Fields' pro day or Fields is going to fall. I just think, though, two opportunities now and no George Payton attendance. It says something about Mac Jones. Yeah, it definitely says something about Mac Jones. Uh, you know, there's you said I believe their director of personnel was sent uh, to their first pro day, um, yes. and and that's a that's a big 
big person up there up top of uh, for for the Broncos. But man, you you would like to think that if he's going to pick someone and pro- possibly trade up to the number four position to get him, you'd like to think he had some hands on time with him, was able to right. at least watch it. You know, in, in actual exactly right next to him. Can he feel that? You know, that flick. Does it does it feel right to him? And um, so th- that's definitely something that's that's strange. But at the same time, you know, that means he's not looking at uh, defensive tackle uh, Barrymore. Uh, I believe his name is from from. Uh, from Alabama, he, you know, that that's a huge name to also then is that crossed off now? Um, not, you know, it's obviously not, but it's, it's just things to think about what they're doing. And I do think that the, if they were, they were forced out of the two, you know, fields is the better pro day to go to uh, just because he has more questions. I think you have less questions with Mac Jones. Right. And also, you know, Najee Harris, Alabama prospect, he's missing out on quite a few Alabama players that could be draftable, but um, it says to me that they may be per- prefer fields as a prospect it doesn't mean they're going to trade up i still don't think peyton john and correct me if i'm wrong if you feel uh, otherwise peyton will move up for a quarterback i'm still of the mind that he's more than comfortable running it back with Locke for one more season but if 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 lance or fields or mac jones fell to number nine I would like to think they would take a hard, long look at pulling the trigger depending on what George Payton gleans from this offseason. He's seen three of the, I guess you could say, what, four or five big quarterbacks in this draft class. He hasn't seen them all. So I tend to think he's almost preparing for the possibility of one falling to him, though I don't think he's going to actually move up, especially number four, uh, to get a quarterback. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, and I believe uh, you were hearing, you know, three first round picks, if I'm correct, um, as being what it would take to get up to to that slot at number four. And it, the the Falcons hold all the power in the world at this point. There's right. no reason for them to rush into anything. Right. And when it comes to draft day, then teams will start bidding against each other, so they're in no rush. You got to hit them over the head with a great offer in order to get a deal done, which is not advantageous for the Broncos. Especially just, because they have a quarterback already, and they they have committed money to him, but they want to eventually move on from uh, Matt Ryan, and they can just stay at four as well and take another position of need. They can take a tackle, they can take a defensive player. So, like you said perfectly, Atlanta holds all the leverage, and I don't think George Payton, for the reasons he didn't uh, pull the trigger on Deshaun Watson trade, I don't see him sending three first-round picks to move up for an unproven quarterback in Justin Fields, who's not even the top two among the top two in this draft class. I agree with you there. And uh, let's go here with Zach Lee at Butler go, going with a question for uh, $5. Really do appreciate you, you. Uh, supporting us that way. Great uh, future thoughts. Uh, what will we all complain about after the quarterback <laughs> one uh, A is solved? Um, you know what? I think we'll be complaining about, hmm, what do you think? What do you think? We're going to be complaining about the quarterback situation not being solved because whatever direction the Broncos go, people are going to be pissed off one way or the other. Either they're going to piss off the Drew Lock supporters or piss off the Drew Lock haters. So I think the Broncos' decision will be the thing we talk about next. But what we can complain about is the next biggest problem on the Broncos' organization, and that's the coaching. That's what I'll be driving home, John, after this after this quarterback discussion is all over and we know whether it's Locke or whoever else is starting, the Broncos still have their incumbent coaches. They held over every single coach from last year. So the pressure, just as it is, as much on Locke or any other quarterback, more so it's on the Broncos coaching staff. So I think we'll have a summer of uh, discussion about that. And who do you think that coach that would be more 
you know, aimed at, you know, Shermer, obviously. Sure. Um, but do you feel like Shula is going to get some, some snark back eventually? Cause I mean, he's, he was supposed to be the guy who changes quarterbacks. Newton, right. he, he, that was his thing. He can, he can make the, these talented players with all these, uh, you know, different traits and aspects that make them special and, you know, put it together in that one nice body. Well, I mean, if anyone is objective, I've been saying last season that Shulik should get the same criticism that Drew Locke is getting and the same criticism that Pat Shermer is getting because they all go hand in hand. They're a triangle. They're all working together. And just as uh, Shermer failed Drew Locke, so did Mike Shula, but he's not the coordinator. He's not the play caller. He's not game planning. He's not in the situational, um, you know, the trenches and crunch time. So he gets some of the blame, sure, but it's all on Pat Shermer because they hired him, John. And they fired Scangarello after one year because Pat Shermer became available. They weren't hiring Shula as the coordinator. So more so falls on Pat Shermer and whoever quarterback uh, he's working with. Okay, perfect. Give me one second. I had a jump there. Why don't you pull up a question, if you don't mind? From the bottom, I can take uh, one that just came in from Mark here. Perfect. Uh, Mark Langley. Hey, how are you doing? It's great to uh, have you on, 499 Super. What up, my guys? Are we getting fields? Uh, hashtag, oh gosh, you got to help me with these. I, I don't want to even, let's let's see. Hashtag Kennesaw, Georgia. Hashtag, I work I work in Kennesaw, Georgia. <laughs> hashtag, um, stick, I'm sticking with Locke until otherwise. Hashtag, huddle up podcast. Hashtag, hey, John. Hey, John. Hashtag, my man, Zach. Hashtag, MHH. You know, if Muhammad is the uh, the super sticker king, then Mark Langley is the hashtag king. So yes. we appreciate you, Mark. Thank you. Yes, appreciate that. It was definitely a good cluster to get my eyes uh, looking at. Uh, but are we getting fields? Honestly, I don't know at this point. It, it's something where it, it feels like the most likely option out of the main four quarterbacks. But still, I, I just don't see it being being what – uh, the Broncos are going to do. I don't feel like they're going to give up all that capital at this point. I'm, I'm right there with you. It, you know, there's a possibility for, cer- for sure that Fields could drop to number nine. And if that happens, again, depending on what George Payton learns tomorrow, uh, getting eyes on him and scouting him, they could pull the trigger. I just don't see Payton for the same reasons, again, they didn't go after Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, whoever else. I don't see Payton parting with that capital for a unproven rookie quarterback this year. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. We got Luis Martin coming in. Uh, Marin, sorry. Uh, that is 129 pesos. Really appreciate Thank that. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Obviously, uh, I'll look out for them and uh, hope to hear from you a little bit later. Thank you, Luis. Stick around. Uh, just want to say hello to Darab. Uh, I think I'm saying that properly, hopefully. Um and then, oh, he does have a question for us. Just show him some love. Let him hate. Hashtag say to be the Denver Broncos for life. And yeah, that let him hate is for everything. It's just, it's not just <laughs> block. It's let him hate on whatever. You you can put that to, to your life even. Like exactly. if something goes wrong, let him hate. Exactly. It's, it's, I'm spanning, I'm transcending podcast, uh, John. I'm becoming a philanthropist right in front of your eyes. I'm a humanitarian. So yes. if you want to talk about your life, just change the threes to E's and then let him hate. Doesn't matter. Let him hate. We got Chase Wellner coming in with two dollars. What's your four quarterback rankings in this draft? Ooh, oh my God. Okay, well, you know, I'll be the the PC way and saying this. I'm going to put Trevor Lawrence QB one and Zach okay. Wilson QB two. But listen, there's a, a huge part of me that thinks Wilson will be a better pro than Trevor Lawrence. But Lawrence Wilson, and then this is also kind of controversial, I think. But I'm taking uh, Trey Lance over Fields as my QB three. So uh, Lawrence Wilson, uh, Lance, and then Fields. What about you? So mine is pretty standard. Lawrence, um, I think it's Fields. It's hard. Lance and Fields mm. are close to me. It depends on the offense. All right. Here's what I'll, I'll say. All right. Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields. That's, that's, will be, that's it. And I think that was yours, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. That was yours. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like Wilson a lot. I think he has uh, the capabilities to be very successful. And I think over Darnold, yeah, you got to take that move if you're the Jets. You, you can't wait around and uh, see if he's your guy. So Let me ask you a question, John, because yeah. I feel like your first impulse was to put Fields as the QB2 in this draft class. If you feel that way, just explain why uh, you're so high on him because – I, I see some franchise traits, but I see some things as well that scare me away from branding him as such. 
Yeah, I, I like some of the things that he does. Uh, what I've heard a lot of people, uh, you know, again, this I haven't watched his tape really too closely. It's one of those things where I've done a lot of hearsay at this point, and hearsay seems to be footing issues. And I don't want to have another quarterback with uh, foot, footing issues. So for me, that's kind of a, a no-go at this point. Um, and at the same time, it's very hard to judge these quarterbacks right now. If you look at uh, Mac Jones, if you look at uh, Zach Wilson, and if and if you look at uh, Fields, they all had perfect pockets the entire season. So even if their footwork was messed up a little bit, it didn't matter on the play. So it's hard to judge someone and say, well, you, you did wrong, even though you threw a 70-yard touchdown. Um, so it's one of those things where you're seeing a lot of good things. And at the same time, that offense line, it makes a huge difference. Zach Wilson didn't have any competition, uh, until, you know, against coastal Carolina, I mean, excuse me, against, uh, coastal Florida, I believe. Um, so that's, that shows that, you know, he didn't have the greatest competition, but at the same time, neither did, uh, Lance who didn't play as much either. I I think we can all agree though, that Mac Jones is QB five. So that's something we can all unite over. Uh, Except Chris Sims. Uh, that's the that's the only person who, who will not. Didn't, didn't he have Kellen Mond as QB two? So I I don't really care what Chris Sims has to say about the topic. If the, yeah, if that's something the case. like Newman and uh, that as well. Um, so it, it was definitely a, an interesting take by him. Um, look got, at me, look at me. That's Chris Sims. He does a few of mocks, uh, a few rankings each year. So no matter what, if you pick one of them, it's going to be right. So he always <laughs> exactly. looks right. Um, got to give some props to Pobby. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we got wow. jumped there. Uh, was in, unable to get your picture. Um, so sorry about that. Pobby, it's great to see you. Um, it's been a long time. I, I really do appreciate all you do. Um, you're always very supportive to me no matter what. So just want to give you a shout out. Uh, she's saying hi, Zach and John. Showing some love with uh, nice Broncos hearts. Bobby, you are incredible, and I, I know Chad isn't here, but he'll be rewatching this and saying the same thing out loud because we talk about you. We talk about all our Super Chat superstars, every single person. We legitimately have conversations about you guys and um, just it, admiring you for your generosity and your support. So, Bobby, you lead that charge, and we could not be more grateful for what you do. Thank you so much, and we hope you're having a nice evening. Yes, I know she was just on vacation, so I hope you had a great time, yes. and now you're welcome back, and we'll have some fun. Uh, Get back to work now. Yes, unfortunately. That's let me get Mr. Boggins going up here right now. Give me one second. Mr. Boggins with a two ninety nine donation. Uh, again, sorry unable to get you from the back end like I normally do. Um what, it sounds like QB, not Jones, Pitts, Sewell, or trade back. Hash, uh, hashtag D E F W U. Don't even F with us. It was oh. Derek Wolf's old thing. Yeah. It's been a, gotcha. it's been a while. Gotcha. Yes, it's been a while. Um, so um, is that a pick nine? I, we're going to assume, uh, Boggins, that you mean pick nine. I, I don't know why Pitts is an. I don't. I understand he's like Darren Waller on steroids. I understand he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. But listen, you literally just used two years ago a first round pick on Noah Fant, who's not even close to reaching his ceiling. You used a mid round pick last year on Albert O, who's not even close to reaching his ceiling. Tight end or pass catcher is the last thing the Broncos need in the first round. And again, Sewell, I'm not on the Sewell OTOL1 bandwagon. To me, that's Slater. So I'd be more inclined to take him. Quarterback or tradeback? And assuming you don't mean Parsons or a cornerback in this scenario, the quarterback would have to be like you specified, not Mac Jones. If Trey Lance is there, because again, he's to me really rising up pretty fast. I mean, he might be, if I had to rank them how I feel personally, truly, uh, John, it would be, it would be uh, Wilson and then, and then Trey Lance in terms of potential in the NFL. 
If it's Lance, I'm thinking about that, but Parsons I'm also thinking about in the trade back as well, only because realistically that's what George Payton is preferring to do. That's the mindset in which he operates. So if they want to move back and get Parsons or a cornerback, I'd be on board with that. But, John, if Trey Lance is there, number nine, you don't have to move up for him. He falls right into your lap. If the Niners inexplicably take Mac Jones. Here's here's the card running up, you know, whoever yes. you call. Do you even waste time and even hear, you know, calls? It, I, I don't really need to because you want someone. Well, here he's falling into your lap. Run with that card up there. Give it to the commissioner and make it happen. Yes. Uh, but when it comes to what you were talking about a little bit about Pitts, I, I 100% agree. I don't care if he was a receiver. If this was last year and maybe we didn't take uh, in the second round someone like Hamler, uh, maybe, again, maybe. But we just the Broncos just need a, a, a wide tight end who can block at this point. Uh, really, right. y- like you said, we, we the Broncos have drafted the pieces already. It's set up where you have your, your two receiving uh, threats and you just need that wide but. And I agree with some of the comments we're getting here. Take BPA, whoever that is. So whoever is highest on George Payton's board, I will trust George Payton's scouting acumen and all his years in the industry. If that's Trey Lance, so be it. If that's Micah Parsons, so be it. If that's Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn, so be it. But regardless, the Broncos will end up with a uh, an elite blue-chip player at a position of need, so you can't hate on that too much. Of course. And uh, you got Michaela coming in right now. Let me go ahead and pull her up. Oops went away uh sorry about that michaela came in again with another 1499 saying way to go uh beauty and the beast again and another great day in mhh land and it is it's always great to be here uh you know i'm here seven days a week so it's always a different taste it's always interesting to see the different people how they view different things so um i know you all come out at different times and that's the reason why well we have the queen and we have the princess we need a um we need a delegation for Michaela. We need like a, a, a title for her because she's been yeah. so generous and so supportive. And, and especially lately, you've been rising up the super chat, superstar ranks and uh, yes. your support. Michaela is amazing. So we'll have to ponder that, John, me, you and Chad, we'll think of it. Yeah, we'll think about you. that as well as, you know, we offered you to come on the pod, but yes. we got an H E double hockey sticks. No. Oh, did we get a response? It's okay. So I completely understand. It's something where uh, at first it's definitely difficult. It takes some time. Uh, You know, when I start, I have to get warmed up and, you know, have Zach get me going, as you can see sometimes. So it it really is a a group effort when you come on here. So it's it's nice. It's what I do. I'm the instigator. Whether it's you, Chad, it doesn't matter. Yes. I'm a rabble rouser. Okay. Oh, you already got that one with Mark. Okay. Um. We have one from Brian Greenfield coming in again. Wow. Um, BG. You go- yes. Wow. You guys have might have already talked about this, but the 49ers moving up uh, to pick three. Do you think that there's – they are banking uh, – pardon me. Uh, do you think they're, they are banking their Jets aren't going to be QB2? Why don't you read that for me? I'm having a little trouble. If the Niners moved up to three, do you think they're banking that the Jets aren't going quarterback at two? I don't. I mean, I don't get the move up that far uh, for Lance or Fields or Jones' thoughts. Maybe I'm just dumb. I don't think you're dumb, Brian. Um, I do think the move up is for a quarterback, though. It has to be. You don't move up for an offensive tackle or an edge rusher or whoever else. You move up for a quarterback. You give up that type of capital. The debate now, though, is if it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And I'd be really, really hard-pressed for Kyle Shanahan, one of, if not the best offensive mind in the NFL, to move up that far for someone as limited of a ceiling 
as a Mac Jones. You want the higher ceiling quarterback. If there's anyone in the NFL you want Trey Lance with, it's Kyle Shanahan because we mentioned quarterback rehab. He is the ultimate rehab center for quarterbacks, John, is, is Kyle Shanahan. He could take Trey Lance, what little flaws he has in his game, the correctable issues, he can take that to the next level and make him the next Josh Allen, make him the next superstar quarterback. So in my mind, that move up, however they want to spin it or play their cards or send out these smoke screens, I I truly believe that move up was for Trey Lance and not Mac Jones. And uh, Trevor's feeling the same thing we are. Um, Let's get to Broncos fan 99 real quick. Uh, Has Lance faced a real defense yet? I mean, obviously he's faced faced top competition within Division Two. Um, that's without, without saying he he makes it he made it far into the playoffs when he did play, I believe, in uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, yes, um, but again, he hasn't played much at, at all. Really, he had one season, so right. you no, know, he hasn't faced the best defenses. He's faced Division Two defenses, and and that's about it. What else can you say? Um, you see the traits, and then you have you can't. You can't scout the school, as everyone says. You can't scout the school exactly. or your competition. You got to scout the player, and he seems to have all the traits, the tools that that Shanahan would want, especially in his system. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It, it sometimes uh, people get too hung up on the competition or the schedule or the team around them. You want to see if the quarterback can make a throw. You want to see if the quarterback can do franchise quarterback things, regardless if they're playing against a high school team, a peewee team, division three, four, it doesn't matter if a quarterback is going to be a franchise guy. He has that innate in him already. It doesn't matter who he's playing. And if you're a great coach like Kyle Shanahan, you see that franchise quarterback and you can uh, you know, dig through the rubble to get to that gem. And that's why I feel like with Trey Lance, the ceiling that Lance has in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan is is astronomical. I, I, I firmly believe that move up was for Lance and not Mac Jones. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, let's get Brian Greenfield. I'm going to, uh, with a ten dollar donation. Thank you, Brian. I'm gonna, I am uh, going to try this super uh, super tonight. See if you guys answer me tonight. Uh, is anyone going to the draft? Or oh, I'm oh last night we must have missed this one of his. So he's asking again. Sorry about that, uh, Brian. We did get those at the beginning of tonight, but we'll get to this right now since you are here. Um, yeah, I'm not going to the draft. Uh, I wish you could, but you know th- the draft is being available for some people. You have to have certain distance between you and the commissioner and the stage, and you have to be have your vaccine essentially uh, within a certain amount of uh, rows, essentially. So that's my understanding of it as as of now, um, and that's really all I have to to add on that. Do you have anything to add uh, additionally? No, uh, Brian, we uh, apologize about not getting your question last night, but if you want to go back and watch the pod later, we did actually open up the show tonight by answering this. It's in Cleveland. It's it's mostly normal. Goodell's going to be there. The picks are going to be there. It's mostly normal, even though I'm sure there'll be masks or social distancing going on within the facility of, of the draft um, spectacle. So it's going to be way better than last year when, again, we had Belichick's dog and uh, – and what was it? Cliff Kingsbury's like house that was straight out of a home and gardening uh, ad. It was uh, not what I wanted to see for NFL draft. Yeah, it, it wasn't great. You know, kind of gleaming in on Elway's house at the end of the night when he's he's tired and he was just ready to call it quits. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of just like go go to bed. We're we're good. Nothing's yeah. going to change. Go go on. See you in the morning. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, so from there, let's go ahead and head on to Zachary Butler. Yes, of course. Zach is a great name. Top top ten, would you say, or top? I say it's top, top one. Okay, okay. I think John, John number two. 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's close it's, it's to the point um so he go he says here with his five dollar super donation um you guys brought it up uh in macro but how is atomic man uh who know who knows if i spelled his name right uh still a special teams coordinator uh, hashtag sun so i don't Jensen. know i don't know I don't know. I've been wondering this for two years now. I, I, I thought for sure after last season he would get his walking papers, but he's like, you know, Wilkinson. They must be sharing that picture, that compromising picture of John Elway around the facility. It must be in McMahon's possession now because I have never seen this side of Brock Olivo, a more incompetent special teams coordinator than Tom McMahon. And what makes it more infuriating is the Broncos and George Payton, they actually went out of their way to appease Tom McMahon by bringing in Mike Boone to play special teams. So I have no idea why they decided to retain him. All I can guess is it's uh, Fangio's call. And with Elway being kind of moved out of the GM job, they left it up to Vic for this season. But they're all tied together because if Fangio gets fired, Next season, which if he doesn't produce, he will. That means out goes Shermer, out goes everyone else, and out goes finally, thankfully, Tom McMahon. It's it's been a confusing thing for sure. I don't understand why he wasn't let go uh, immediately. It felt like the easy option to quench, you know, some of the the fire that was going on from the fans, saying we we want something to happen. I think it would have been an easy move. Um, I don't know who they're trying to, you know. It it just doesn't make sense. Who? What has been special about our special teams? That you know, except me wanting them to fair catch out of fear. I'm I'm at this the point (laughs) where I want fair catches because I just don't want a penalty to put Locke back to the five yard line. It's enough when when Spencer, you know, whoever. If they take a fair catch, it seems a little bit better than letting Spencer catch the ball in at the one and trying to make a juke move and get four yards maybe. It, it, it's I, it's very difficult for me personally to understand punt returners, specialists. I think that they only have one goal and they have one play to shine, so they're always going to take it out. They don't really care if it sets them, the Broncos up in bad position. So for me, it's a huge problem with also allowing these guys to take the ball out. There's just a lot of issues with the special teams. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Only thing we got going is like, Sam Martin was an improvement, but that was Sam Martin. That wasn't really, uh, that wasn't uh, coaching. That was him. And he was an improvement on what? An improvement on crap and Colby Wobbin and Marquette King. And remember a couple years ago, the Broncos were so scared of Isaiah McKenzie fumbling on returns. They brought back Jordan Taylor and they told him specifically, just catch the football. We're not even worried about advancing the ball or making yards. Just catch it and hold on to it. It's been a disaster for quite a while now. Uh, Joe D. Camillus, uh, where have you gone? Please come back to Denver because Tom McMahon uh, is, is quite the coordinator. I don't mean that flatteringly either. Either. No, and it's been a question for fans since last year. I think people wanted him fired mid-year, so it's 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 not going to go away, and um, I don't expect it to. Um, so, yes, give me one second. I want to get Cody Potters up here. Until then, we'll go ahead and let's see if I have another. Do you have one for us? I can take get? David real quick while you do, uh, Cody. Thank you so much. Yeah, David hopping in, 1999 Super. David, thank you so, so much. One of the best uh, avatars, profile photos on this podcast. We appreciate you. Do you guys see us looking at trading with the keys for the two spot to get a quarterback like Wilson? Is the rumors about getting Darnold really true? In terms of Sam Darnold, we talked about this earlier. That was conjecture coming from Daniel Jeremiah, who is the preeminent NFL Network draft insider, but it's one man's opinion. He opined that because the Broncos did not make a move already, they're setting up to make a move either either with a rookie or with a veteran trade. But the same can be said about them not making a move. It could be an indication they're rolling with Drew Locke for another year. So it was one man's opinion. That's on Sam Darnold. To move to number two from number nine, they'd have to give up multiple first-round picks. If we're talking three first-rounders to get to nine, from nine to four to Atlanta, what would nine to two? The Jets want a quarterback, despite what they're saying. I'd be really shocked if Darnold is their week one starter. By all accounts, that will be Zach Wilson, at least as the quarterback of the Jets this year. So as much as I like him, I think he will be QB1 in three years in this draft class. It's just unrealistic to think Peyton will surrender that much capital, which could be a Ricky Williams-type haul to move up for a rookie quarterback who hasn't played one solitary snap in the NFL. I mean, I would say that's beyond Ricky Williams, to be honest with you. Ricky Williams, at least it was, um, you know, a single draft, the full class. It, you know, it was just pick one. Multiple two. Ricky Williams then. Yes, it's 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 Ricky Williams on steroids, essentially, uh, that kind of deal. So it really is hard to, you know, to get up and, and say, I can get behind that. And I, I don't see there's there's no other options I can see in the near future for two years or three years down the line. I just see no options. And if they wouldn't have done that under Elway and they wouldn't have, there's no chance they're doing that under uh, George Payton, who's way more conservative and way more about hoarding draft capital uh, than Elway was. Definitely. Um, Getting a few names queued here. Thank you for your patience. We got Cody Potter coming in with a 
$20 donation. Let's see. Uh, forgive me here. Why don't we do some talking and get some background noise? There we go. Why don't you remove that? All right. Why Cody Potter, twenty dollars. I'm crossing my fingers on whatever we do in the draft, but I'm watching Fields tape, and more and more, I'd be okay with taking him. Maybe trade Locke for depth pieces. I hope Locke plays well. If not, it sets us back three to five years. Do you believe it would set us back three to five, three to five years? I don't believe playing Locke this year, and if he bombs, it would set the Broncos back. Because, again, we, we everyone's saying the 2022 class is, is crap and it's nothing. But who saw Zach Wilson's rise this time last year? Who saw Mac Jones or Kellen Mond's rise this time last year? So there's going to be a quarterback that breaks out of the draft mold that becomes a first-round prospect that nobody saw coming. And the same can be said, if, if John, if the Broncos were to move up for a quarterback or snag Justin Fields or Lance or Mac Jones, if that move doesn't work out, out, what did Paxton Lynch do? That was a first-round quarterback, and that set the Broncos back however many years. So you can make the case, because this is, again, uh, kind of an anti-lock trope that there's another scenario in which the Broncos are set back, not just rolling with lock, but going against lock and drafting his successor. Unless you hit on that 100%, you will be set back multiple years. I agree with you there. You know, if Locke isn't the guy, you still got a piece, hopefully, that can turn into a Pro Bowl player, at least a starter, hopefully. Um, so again, it's not like if you if you're missing out on this year, what you know, if you don't get your your guy, it sounds like Cody Fields is your guy. Um, if you're able to get him at four, uh, it it still would would be one of those scenarios where I, I just feel like. You're, now you're giving up all, all, so much of your haul that you're going to have other pieces. So no matter what, you're always going to be, be playing this game. Um, and it, it's just a matter of how you want to play it. And listen, everyone has their quarterback they want this year. Just like last year, everyone had their wide receiver. You know, I was a Henry Ruggs guy. I know Chad likes CeeDee Lamb. Others like Jerry Judy. Others like Justin Jefferson. Everyone likes their own guy, and we have to just see how that plays out. And it's not a matter of who's right and who's wrong. It's just trusting the Broncos and George Payton to make the good decision at the most important position in the entire sports landscape. Exactly. And here we go. We got one from Mark Langley coming in here again with a $5 donation. Appreciate that. Thank you, Mark. Saying Juwan James opt out last season because Mop and Glow extended his contract. <laughs> uh, hashtag wow browse. Hashtag 20, uh, Denver 24-7. Hashtag as always go Broncos. Appreciate that, Mark. Um, yeah, James, uh, you know, his opt out definitely did hurt the Broncos last year. However, you got to let him back into the fold. There's nothing else you can do at this point. Um, right. You can't cut him. You can't get rid of him. You're not going to be able to trade him. Who, who's going to want that? At, and, you know, really, you'd probably have to give away a, a draft pick and him to get to get him off your books, uh, kind of like Brock Osweiler. So exactly. Jawan James, you know, it's unfortunate he's going to be on the team this season. I, I, I think he'll do OK this year. You know, he's not going to be, you know, a, a kind of thing where it's, oh, my gosh, Bulls jumped up. And we we really do have a feeling now that we can trust him. I feel like, again, what I was saying earlier, you can bring in a guy like Slater. Let's have some yeah. competition there. Uh, I'm not giving Juwan James that starting position just with a snap of my fingers. So, uh, yeah, he opted out, and uh, I'm ready to find someone new. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think he will play this year, even though it's an odd number year. And I think he'll be okay, but uh, don't I don't want Broncos country to set Garrett Bowles' expectations on Juwan James. He was a fine tackle in Miami when he was on the field, and the Broncos signed him and gave him a record-setting contract at the time because of it. If he's just average, that will be so much better than what they got out of Elijah Wilkinson last season. So 
I'm not a James fan, but I'm not hypocritical either. I'm supporting him because he's playing for the Broncos, and he is a starter right now. And if he plays well, the Broncos offense plays well. And if the Broncos offense plays well, John, with that defense, it's going to be a fun year. Oh, yes, it will be. So let me get – we got Supers comments very quickly. We got Muhammad Badri coming in with a super sticker as he is the super sticker master. He's the one who showed us how to do this all. Appreciate you, Muhammad. We got you in here. We're seeing number one. You're number one. Me? Or is that to you? We're both number one. Yeah, we're, we're one A and one B. Yes, we're one A, one B. We're, we're Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. But you'll be in Houston next year, John. So we don't have to oh. worry about you. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I still got, I still got my money in the end. I guess. Better get your bags packed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm leaving my own home city for someone else who doesn't live here. But okay. Uh, (laughs) thank you you so much though Mo that was a little creepy of a super sticker that woman but uh, we appreciate your sentiment as always and you are definitely the man we got Brian Greedfield coming in here appreciate you as well Uh, so if Zach Wilson is there at three do the 49ers get him and this is five dollars super donation thank you Brian uh if Zach Wilson's there at three I I mistook that word do the, the 49ers get him I don't think he'll be there at three. And I don't know. I mean, I don't cover the Niners, so I don't know how Shanahan feels about Zach Wilson. I feel like he's the best quarterback in this class, though. And that that's one man's opinion. I do. There's something that says to me, though, that uh, Kyle Shanahan, because he knows the way the wind blows in the NFL, more so than most other coaches, the NFL is going to a dual threat quarterback kind of archetype. They want a guy that can win with his legs and win with his arms. He didn't have that in Jimmy Garoppolo, and he wouldn't have that in Mac Jones, and you would have that in someone like Trey Lance or even Justin Fields. So my money right now, the Niners made that move, not for Zach Wilson or Fields or Mac Jones. That They made that move for Trey Lance all the way. If you wanted Zach, Zach Wilson, you would have really sold the farm to get him from the Jets at this number point. two, exactly. Yeah, there, there's no way that you're leaving up to chance that you you go with your quarterback, exactly. who may be your guy. Um, if you think both can do it, then yeah, that's that's a great option. You have a fallback, uh, but I really think Lance is the target here, and that's why they set themselves up to be the third pick. They knew that the first pick was Lawrence, the second pick is Wilson. They knew who they're getting now. That's a great point because they gave up all that capital already. What's giving up a little more to move up to get your guy number two? So, yeah, if they wanted Zach Wilson, they would have cut a deal with the Jets, as impossible as that might seem to get him. But I think number three right now is uh, Trey Lance. And the 49ers saying Jimmy's our guy, there is no bigger uh, example of coach speak or smoke screens during the pre-draft process than them saying that Jimmy G is not their guy. As soon as they, they can hone in on their quarterback, whoever that may be, he will be gone. So that's all smoke. Jermarcus Russell is our guy. You know, yeah, it's kind of like one of those exactly. things where it's, you got to say it until the move is made. And he's once your the guy move is until made, he's not. Yes. And, and then you move on and you, you really don't want to talk about it because guess what? He's not on my team. I don't need to talk <laughs> about him. Never said it. Fake news. Yes, exactly. So I, I think I got most of them uh, on top. Uh, I'm not sure. So I don't, sure see, if you I don't see, see anything anymore. at the bottom. I'll give one last little scroll, though. Uh, we're winding down. We're over the hour mark, guys. So we have to uh, kind of be quick now. If you guys have any questions, this is the last Huddle Up podcast. Uh, we're off tomorrow until Wednesday. So get your questions in now if you have any. Uh, we're going through one last little look-see here. Yeah, and uh, definitely if, if we for some reason miss one and we, we're unable to see it. Um, oh, we got something from Brent. Oh, is he sad because it, we're not 
Don't worry. I think Chad's going to be on on Wednesday. Don't worry. It's not <laughs> do me. We miss a, do we miss a super though? That's what I don't know. That's if that what I'm that. wondering. That's what I'm wondering. So if we did, please let us know so I can go ahead and go in the back and make sure we get that um, and reach out to you. Uh, skip my chat. Okay, let's check for Burn the Guitarist. Um, While you do that, if you can find them all, uh, I'll address some of these comments here. Uh, someone said the Bronco, uh, the Broncos, the Niners traded up for Micah Parsons. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's not that would be wild. And I feel like this is the most unpredictable draft after pick three in modern you know memory. There's going to be a top ten shocker. There is every single year. Uh, look at uh, the Raiders taking Farrell. Was it last year or the year before that? There's always going to be a, a surprise. And you know what? They love defense in San Francisco. If they made that trade for Micah Parsons, Twitter would be shut down. Okay. Um... Still taking a look for that. Why don't we go ahead and uh, – hey, guys. Oh, we missed Ben as well. So uh, let me go ahead and go in the back and get a few of these uh, and see where I'm at. Um, until then, let's grab one question. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just I'll just go through some of these. And yeah. you guys, again, you know, it's tough because John's usually behind the scenes. And this is why he's the MVP of the show, guys. He's also he's, – he's always getting these questions for us. And the chat, you can't see it and you can't tell, but it jumps and it prevents us from getting certain questions. It's a good problem to have, but that does happen. So we appreciate your patience. And anyone, again, we miss, we will make it priority on Wednesday show um, to answer that. But Tommy wants to know, is Lindsey the, uh, I guess, the first string running back in Houston? For now, he's not. They have uh, David Johnson and they have Mark Ingram, who they signed. But both of those guys are massive injury risks, so it might not. It might be a matter of time. Uh, before he is starting there or at least seeing significant snaps. And regardless of how you felt about him in in Denver with the Broncos, I'm rooting for Lindsey in Houston. Let's take this one real quick while you're still working on that. Uh, John, Tim wants to know, are there any free agents that could help fill any needs for the Broncos? Well, anyone who follows me on Twitter at Kelberman NFL uh, has seen my daily vigil every single day. Now I'm including pictures with my tweet. I'm begging George Payton to reunite with his former Vikings linebacker, Eric Wilson. And again, I know they brought back Vaughn. I know they might take Parsons. It's not exactly a pressing need, but he can play inside linebacker, outside linebacker. He's coming off a career year. He's young. And at this stage of the offseason, during the signing period, he would come for relatively short money. I would love the move. So anyone that comes to mind among the unsigned players, Eric Wilson, please, George, if you're watching, make this happen. Please. We got him. Um, Ben, I'm still looking for yours, but we will – hopefully get to that in a little bit uh, from burn the guitarist uh, with a $5 super uh, super chat. Hey guys with the roster more or less set for next year, which guys are you, uh, are you looking forward to most and least? Huh? Well, for looking forward to least, obviously at this point, I would say any Juwan James, <laughs> we just talked. Juwan, about yeah. Jawan James. But again, I'm trying to think of someone else that would be disappointed. I, I Melvin want Gordon. Mike Spencer, I, to me, again, I'm going to go back to special teams. Deontay Spencer, uh, I don't know if I believe in giving a spot to someone just based off your returning abilities. I want someone who can bring value in other places, and that way they don't feel like they need to make a play every special every time they have an opportunity. Um, so that's, that's for me personally how I would feel, um, who I'm looking forward to least. Uh, who I'm looking forward to most, it's Drew Locke. I mean, we have to see what he is. So I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, see what happens at this point because that, that will tell us everything, essentially. Um, you know, it will tell us how our receivers are going to do in terms of receptions, you know, how we're going to move the ball, everything. It's going to determine how our defense does. 
Yeah, on defense, I'll go uh, K-Jack. I mean, if he's starting this year, I still think he's a liability in pass coverage. I understand he's good in run support. I understand he's good for the locker room, but he's older. Um, I understand he's not expensive anymore, but he's just so bad in pass coverage. He's falling off like uh, 2017 Darian Stewart, which wasn't a pretty picture. So he, I'm not looking forward to watching him. I'm not looking forward to watching Juwan James crossing my fingers there, but who I'm looking forward to watching the most, that would be Kyle Fuller. Coming to this defense, playing in that secondary opposite Darby and with Bryce Callahan, Simmons. I'm also, again, looking for Draymond Jones to have a Pro Bowl year. I think Jerry Judy on offense, if the quarterback situation gets right, all things being equal, I think he'll, he can have a 1,000-yard season. And Cortland Sutton, I, I know it's, it's a very predictable answer, but he was an ascending top 10 receiver before he went down last year. Upon his return in this offense, I think he's going to be right back to form as the go-to guy for the quarterback, whoever that may be. It appears like I got the wrong one from Burn the guitarist. Keep saying games. Um, he meant to say, uh, which guys are you looking forward to? Not games. Oh, question. that was my fault. Then if I said games, uh, forgive me there. Um, at this point, I, I cannot find you, Ben. Uh, what I'll do is I'll have to do it at the end and we'll make sure we get you tomorrow uh, for the next uh, podcast. Um, and what I can do is if you're on Twitter, I'll go ahead and make a clip for that and send it to you if you're not able to make it uh, so we can get that super taken care of for you, because uh, we do appreciate when you put in your hard your hard work and donations into that. Uh, it makes a huge difference to yeah. us. Uh, it keeps us, you know, keeps the lights on. So I want to make sure we're able to get you uh, could not find the timestamp. So, again, forgive me on my end. Yeah, we appreciate all your support, guys. That's going to have to do it for us. We're way over the one-hour mark. Oh, we have one. at the buzzer. Big Kid Rook at the buzzer. Keep it real, guys. We appreciate you, by the way, 499 Super. Thank you. Uh, any one of the top five quarterbacks in the 2021 draft will be a superstar in Denver. Even Mac Jones will tear it up like he did in Alabama. I disagree. I, I don't think putting Mac Jones and Pat Shermer together, it's just so uninspiring. I, I, it's just the worst combination for today's NFL when it's all about dynamicism. It's all about dual threat ability, creativity. Mac Jones doesn't have the former characteristics and Pat Shermer doesn't have the latter characteristics. I agree though. I mean, you put Trey Lance in the system, you put Zach Wilson here with this offensive talent, Pat Shermer aside, they would blossom and they would be arguably upgrades on Drew Locke, but we have to be realistic and realistically, they're not going to get a shot at Zach Wilson. They're not going to get a shot at Trevor Lawrence, probably not Trey Lance, probably not Justin Fields, and they're probably not going to have interest in drafting Mac Jones. So realistically, Locke is the best option in Denver for 2021 and we have to rally behind that until and as such. Yeah, and we got another super that came in at the last second. Um, here we go uh, from David Vasquez Jr. Nine ninety nine super. I know there uh, will be will be shade thrown at me, but the Broncos need Deshaun Watson. Go <laughs> Broncos! Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Uh, yeah, I mean at, at this time, yeah, you're going to get a, a lot of shade thrown at you. People, you know, went from I'm a hundred percent on him to being no, don't want to even want to hear anything about it. I, I'm done. I'm moving on. Which is fine. That's for some people. It's a it's a immediate no kind of deal. Um, so I I don't see it being an, an issue. You're you're saying that if he's proven innocent, that that he gets you know all the legal stuff taken care of, that he'll be able to play, and that's when the Broncos would make the move. So only after he's been proven innocent and everything has been uh, taken you know taken back to uh, you know he's able to play. 
And no team is going to touch him. And you, you can argue, I don't necessarily agree that the Broncos uh, need to get Deshaun Watson. But what Deshaun Watson needs is a good lawyer because he has, what, 20 lawsuits right now. And if any of these turn criminal, criminal, he can end up on the commissioner's exempt list and be suspended for some or most or all of the 2021 season. No team. The Broncos or the Panthers or anybody else is touching Deshaun Watson until these allegations are either cleared up or proven uh, proven erroneous. And we're sorry about that. We get a few people saying we, I've missed them again. So um, we, we also read this one wrong, apparently. Uh, it says, you know what? Why don't we get those tomorrow? Do you have any? Do you see what we missed there? We, we got that one already, but yeah, we're out of time tonight, guys. And okay. again, this is, uh, we're flying by the seat of our pants because Chad Jensen's on vacation and, uh, John's not behind the ones and twos handling the production. We promise you guys, we will prioritize you at the beginning of Wednesday's show, the Huddle Up podcast. The first very thing we do, like we did tonight, we'll get to your supers. Thank you all for your support, your generosity. Thank you so much. The interaction was amazing tonight. We appreciate every single one of you. John, you want to, uh, handle the matters of business one more time before we get out of here? Yeah, and again, I apologize for that. You know, we'll get we'll get that taken care of. But again, thank you for watching the Huddle Up podcast. Go ahead and follow us at Huddle Up Pod on Twitter. Also, follow the Mothership account at Mile High Huddle. If you're in a position, please go on over to man. Uh, go on over to um, Facebook. Become a supporter. Click that little blue button. You're able to get a few exclusive shows like the Trickle Zone. He does top tens for the draft. Uh, so we just did quarterbacks, receivers. We've done running backs, which is really prevalent now. Um, as well as, please on head on over to the huddleuppod.com to get your gear if you're able to. Final thing that always helps is subscribe, like, and share. Makes a huge difference organically. Always makes a difference. Zach, any last words before we get out of here? Um, again, guys, uh, whoever we did not get to tonight, John, as soon as we're done, he's going to go over the, the podcast tonight and he's going to make a note of every single person. I believe it's only a few and we, we apologize. We never want to leave anyone out, but we, the, this chat is hot and heavy and we appreciate your patience and look forward to Wednesday getting to that. And then by that point, John, tomorrow, again, George Payton, the story of the podcast today, he will be at Justin Fields Pro Day tomorrow, not Mac Jones's Pro Day. So on Wednesday's podcast, we'll have a little more information maybe about how George Payton and the Broncos feel about their quarterback situation. More news rumors coming out. Keep it locked to MileEyeHuddle.com for all your latest. Uh, take care, guys. We'll see you Wednesday night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Have a great night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 